0: to the Orlando Lady Boss podcast, a show about women who impact, inspire, and grow the Orlando community. I'm your host, Diana Griffith, and the Chief Ideas Maker at Orlando Lady Boss. I'm here to introduce you to the women who are entrepreneurs, activists, artists, change makers, and leaders in the Orlando community. I hope this encourages you to impact, inspire, and grow your own community in Orlando and beyond. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to episode 68 of the Orlando Lady Boss podcast. I am so excited today because my guest on the podcast today is a friend of mine that I've had for years now, Whitney Gonzalez, and I'm so excited to have Whitney on the show because I learn so much from Whitney on a regular basis. Whitney runs a blog called City Wit, um, which is all about travel and things that are going on in the Orlando community. Also, she is a curly hair girl just like me, and I learned so much about hair from her. But the other thing that Whitney is so great at is she is such a great community leader and um, an expert at social media and PR and branding. And she just recently launched her brand new um, influencer marketing agency called Radiate Social. And I am so excited to see what she's going to do with this um, new endeavor officially because I know that she's been doing a lot of the stuff that she's been working on and you'll hear some about some of it in our episode where she talks about influencer marketing and um, PR and, and social media and how we use those things within our business and building community because Whitney is so great at all of this. And the other thing that Whitney also... Is in charge of, and we'll talk about in the episode. Is she is a co-founder of Write Night Orlando, which is a writer accountability group here in Orlando. Something I like to go to on a regular basis, and it's just a, a wonderful group of writers and bloggers and people that just want to be motivated to write and share more. And Whitney has been at the head of that organization, and. She, like I said, she's just a great community builder. So I'm really excited to get to the interview so you can hear a little bit more from Whitney herself. But first, I want to get to this month's question. If you have a question, for the Orlando Lady Boss podcast that you want me to answer here. I will be happy to answer it on a future episode. All you have to do is just email me at diana at orlandoladyboss.com or you can reach out to me on any of my social media channels. I'm at Orlando Lady Boss on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. This month's question comes from Claire and Claire asked, When I make a mistake in my business, it really freaks me out, and I feel like it takes a long time to mentally get over the mistake. While I know mistakes are part of the growing process, how do I get over the fear of making them in my business? Well, Claire, I think that this is a really fantastic question um, because all of us know that there's just no way that you can run a business without making mistakes. And I have made... A lot of mistakes while I'm I've been building my business from small ones, um, that are typos and errors that then blow up to big things, um, to actual just mismanagement with a client um, early on or not understanding something that I was doing there's always things that you're going to make mistakes because as you're in your business and you're growing it, you're also learning along the way. And I think that taking a step back and giving yourself the grace of, Hey, I am only human. I make mistakes. Things don't always go right. You have to keep that in your head, like just a little bit, you know, I I am a natural perfectionist. I am a perfectionist. Um, I try to say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, If you're listening to this show, it might be something that you struggle with, Um, especially high achieving women who want to do lots and lots of things. Um, And so mistakes are going to happen right? They're just going to happen. Claire, you kind of mentioned in it in your question that you know the mistakes are going to happen, but it's more about how do we deal with the mistakes and move on, right? So the easiest way that I like to deal with the mistakes from like an outwards perspective is kind of to just deal with it with humor. Like I said, um, saying that we are human and just moving on from that so let me talk about some of the mistakes I've made in my business. Um, I did a Instagram contest uh, early on where I was giving away a free T-shirt. Unfortunately, I did not actually say T-shirt in the graphic. I did not properly um, spell check, and it ended up saying a free T-shirt, which was lovely. Um, because it started getting a lot of engagement, and then I couldn't change it. Now, the contest still went off without a hitch. I had a couple people reach out to me, mostly friends, checking on me and letting me know that it was a mistake. Now, I could beat myself up completely about it and say, hey, this was a total failure, but it wasn't because the contest still went on. Someone still won. I still got engagement, which is what I wanted, but there was a mistake there, right? I, I misspelled something and I felt really bad about it, especially cause it was a cuss word. And now I'm repeating the cuss word <laughs> on this podcast. And I might've told the story, uh, um, before, but, but, I just kind of laughed and said, you know, I'm just one person and these are mistakes that happen because when we're, especially on social media, right? Like we, we want to put on this perfect front and, and act like we're human or, or act like we are these perfect beings that never make mistakes, but all humans make mistakes. And so if we can be a little bit real about it saying, oh, I, I messed up and this is what happened and the world didn't end then that's good. Now, on the flip side of it, how do I prevent those mistakes in the future? Well, some of those things are setting up systems within my business saying, okay, if I'm editing graphics, this is the process of how I go through editing graphics. And one of those things is double-checking spelling. And even then, as a writer, you cannot always fix your own mistakes. And so if you find that maybe... Um, spelling errors, for instance, or grammatical errors are things that you struggle with, maybe it's time for you to look for a a copy editor, right? Like that's like, start going like, where is something where maybe I'm a little weak at, and I can't quite figure out a process to help me compensate for it. Then you start going, how do I start putting people in to fix these things? Um, But the first step is, is, is letting yourself um, not feel like you need to be perfect. And, and that has really helped me as I have gone and like dealt with my mistakes. The other thing that has helped me is when I'm going into a new project, I go into this project or into these projects or these things that scare me going, Oh, I'm already going to fail or I'm going to make mistakes. So whatever I do is effort towards this, this thing that like might not work out and that's okay. Right? Like I give myself permission to say like, if I do all this work and it fails anyway, or I make a mistake and it fails anyway, then like that's okay because I'm going to learn something from it. Right? Because every time we make a mistake, we're going to learn something about ourselves and what we want to do moving forward. If you make a mistake with a client, it's going to teach you something about client relations. If you're going to make a mistake and like the way that you deliver your work, it's going to teach you how to deliver your work differently. And so instead of like going into that shame spiral and saying, oh my gosh, I'm just a terrible person because I made this mistake. That's your perfectionism talking, right? Instead, you have to go, okay, I'm human, I made a mistake, what can I learn from this? And I think that if you start reframing some of these things in your head, it will be it'll allow you to move on from the mistake a little bit easier, from something that you feel like you failed at, quote unquote, a little bit easier, and learn what lessons it is that you need to learn from those Um those, those things, because that is where the growth happens in your business, right? It's when things don't go perfectly. It's when you make a mistake and you figure out how to, how to move past it. It's when you thought you failed and you learned how to pivot and go somewhere else. It's keeping going even when you feel like you don't want to go anymore. And so a lot of that stuff is about mindset and not so much about the doing, because if you're not in the mindset, you're not going to want to do. So learning how to take those, what they feel like stops in your business as learning opportunities and opportunities to pivot and grow. Those are ways for you to like work past your mistakes that you make a little bit easier um, so you can keep moving forward. And also remember, sometimes it is okay to sit back and like your wounds a little bit. If something really blew up in your face and it didn't go right, it's okay for you to sit back and feel a little bit bad about it. But then you have to, again, learn what it is that you need to learn from the situation and then keep moving forward. So thank you so much for that question, Claire. I think it was a fantastic question. And if you have a question for me about building your business, um, about branding or content creation, please reach out to me and I can answer it on a future episode just like I answered Claire's question. You can reach out at me at diana at orlandoladyboss.com or on any of the social media channels. I'm at Orlando orlandoladyboss on Instagram and Twitter and it's facebook.com slash orlandoladyboss um, on Facebook. So reach out to me and I'll answer a question in a future episode. And without further ado, let's get into our interview with Whitney Gonzalez. Hey everyone, today my guest is Whitney Gonzalez and she is a blogger at CityWit. Welcome to the show today, Whitney. Thanks for having me. I was at Sydney. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Um, so I feel like every time I go through, like, the, the the first introduction, I'm like, put on a straight face, even if I know yeah. the person, Whitney and I have known each other for a really long time. And um, if you're listening to last month's episode, Whitney doesn't know this because I was recording it right before I came in, is I was... Um, pumping right night oh yes. yeah Thank you. <laughs> so i'll pump in again right now <laughs> Of course. so uh whitney is uh like i said a blogger here actually you tell
1: us all about some of the stuff you do sure yeah, yeah. so i do a lot so <laughs> i'm a blogger at citywit.com and it is a travel and lifestyle blog lots of local orlando love mixed into that I've also been doing social media, public relations, and influencer marketing Mm -hmm. for the past maybe six or seven years. Uh, And I'm also really passionate about the community. You serve on a couple boards, including the Orange County Library System. Mm -hmm. Friends.
0: Yeah. Whitney and I are big library advocates. Yes, as we sit (laughs) here. Whitney is uh, more, more, yeah, as we sit here, in the Melrose Center at the library, which we'll have to take a picture of before we leave. Um, So, yeah, you do a ton of stuff. And also, you are one of the co-organizers of Right Night Orlando. Right. Which is.
1: That's what we were getting at. at. Back to the community. So. She's a community builder in so many aspects, she forgets all the stuff right, that she's doing. Right, exactly. So uh, Kat, Tristini, and I founded Write Night, which is our primary, primary goal with Write Night was it being an accountability group. Because she and I were finding that we really wanted to blog more and write more, but we were having a hard time actually setting the time aside. So we decided to meet up in person and mm-hmm. just randomly it all fleshed Out from there. Yeah. So now I think we have maybe 10 or 12 regulars who come. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like bi weekly now. Yeah.
0: So you can find like all the information on Facebook. And, exactly. Yeah. So we'll put all that information on the show notes later. Yeah. So you're blogging, you've been blogging and influencing for like. 6 or 7 years now you say. Yeah. So how's it changed from like where you were 6 years ago to where
1: you are now? Yeah. So for my blog before, so when I started around 2014-2015, mm-hmm. it was a lot of like product reviews and look at what I'm doing mm-hmm. and here's what I think about this. Uh, and what has really transformed most notably um, now in 2019 is creating content that is helpful for your audiences. So mm-hmm what would my audience search for mm-hmm. so now instead of like here are the five things i did in costa rica mm-hmm. it's more like five top things you can do in costa rica <laughs> so the voice of the voices blo- of the blog is,
0: has changed a little bit yes so has that i mean does that evolution feel kind
1: of natural to it you it does so i don't know it's always kind of awkward putting something out into the internet and you don't know who your audience <laughs> yeah. is yes but Really, you do know who your audience is. So, mm-hmm. like, think about you've been on Facebook for maybe 12 years. Mm-hmm. Who responds to your comments, mm-hmm. to your posts, and mm-hmm. who do you interact with regularly? Mm-hmm. So just pick one of those people who responds to everything <laughs> and say, hey, I'm writing this blog for Ashley. Yeah.
0: No, you know, actually, that's so funny because just the other day um, I was sitting down thinking to myself, because sometimes I have a hard time with that with my own blogging, right? Yeah. Because I have, a, I know who my customer is, or, like, who, my, who I'm talking to. To at this point, but also, like, they're not really a person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. it's hard for me to say, hey, you slash you slash, you know, like, such, such, such person. <laughs> yeah, persona that I'm talking to. But I was just thinking, I'm like, people ask me questions all the time, yeah. and I should just go, dear, like, if you ask me a question, dear Whitney, and just write it out, and then just remove the Whitney. Because exactly. usually, like, when I'm writing a blog post that works out the best, is because I've answered. On Facebook Messenger, someone, and something. If
1: you, yeah, if you think back to the reason you started your blog, it's mm-hmm. probably to help people. So yeah. mm-hmm. for me, I was a first-generation high school graduate in my mm-hmm. family, first college graduate. So I had to figure out a lot of things on my own. So through my blog, I say that I want to help give someone a hand up through what I've learned through my life experience. Awesome. Oh, I didn't
0: know that. I'm like, Yeah. Do you do? Well, that's really cool. Yeah. And so you're kind of like figuring yourself out along the way, like in the blog, which I think is what draws a lot of people to blogging. Is right. You're kind of figuring yourself out a little bit too along the way. Yeah. And you're helping other people are responding
1: to that journey. Exactly. So I feel like we've all gone through like many years of trying to be like that Instagrammer or that blogger. Uh-huh. But now I feel like the tides are turning and people are being themselves. And that's why they stand out in that that's why their audience is attracted to them.
0: Yeah, and, and I I totally agree with that. And I think it's also, um, like, the idea that, um, like, what you said is, like, we are influencing each other in our own little ways. And what are people talking to you about in your own little online circles is, like, what you're responding to. Because they're already the people that are your friends and exactly. in your network and, like, who, like... If you, to me, I'm going, okay, who are these, like, 20 people or something that maybe are in a small social media network on a personal page or whatever? Mm-hmm. And going, like, well, they might represent 10 or 30 times more, more people that might be out there that might be attracted to the things I'm saying. Exactly. And, yeah, and so I think, like, you... Putting it in that perspective is like, oh, yeah,
1: okay, then I can talk to my friend Jill or my friend. Yeah, one of the easiest (laughs) topics for me is travel, like Mm -hmm. how to travel affordably. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because my thing is you don't have to wait until your honeymoon to go to Hawaii. Yeah, like There are very reasonable ways you can find Mm -hmm. an affordable flight Mm -hmm. at citywood.com. Oh, I know, and I'm always asking (laughs) you that stuff. And then the other thing that you've been blogging about in the last
0: uh, year or so is about your curly hair journey. And I'm always like, Whitney, I need this information and this information from you. So and then you you stop the frizz.
1: I know, and then you write (laughs) it and I'm like,
0: yes, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Trying all of the all of the things. Last month you brought a really awesome, you helped coordinate with the library to bring a really awesome speaker talking about influencing, Brittany Hennessy, right? Right. And she's the author of Influencer. Yes, specifically. So right. tell us a little bit about that event, and like maybe some nuggets of wisdom that you learned from that.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brittany was amazing, and she spoke very conversationally. She literally just sat in that chair and spoke off the cuff for 45 minutes, and it was amazing and super engaging. Um, but a lot of the nuggets you'll you'll find similar nuggets in her mm-hmm. book.
0: What's where, like? What are some of the things that like you like that really
1: hit you that were like maybe an aha moment at the yes. event? so probably about numbers. Numbers. So yeah. So something that Brittany spoke about was how an influencer is so much more than their numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know recently there was an influencer with millions of followers who couldn't sell like forty 20, shirts. Yeah, so it was like, like twenty t-shirts or something. Yeah, so here. it's like you could have the number, but how are you influential and how are you showing that? So something that really stood out to me was she said. Screenshot your DMs and post those on your stories. What are people responding to you and asking you? Mm -hmm. That shows that people are listening and that people think of you as a subject matter expert.
0: Yeah. No, I totally, I that's how I gauge things, because yeah. I hate looking at numbers. I feel like I was in worlds where I like had to be so concentrated on the numbers that when I'm in my own life, I'm like, numbers go away. Yeah. Um, and so I gauge it on, like, what are people responding to when I'm putting stuff up? Are they responding to me talking about this subject area, but not this one? And right. like, why? And just kind of gauge it that way. And I, I totally agree, because... A lot of action
1: happens in your DMs when people are paying attention to you. Yeah, and (laughs) even if people don't engage with you directly, you're influencing. Because Mm -hmm. I've gone to... Some unique places in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, ha- a year later or so, you see other followers of yours going <laughs> to that unique destination. And it's like, oh, wow. Thanks. Yeah, they were paying attention to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
0: I think it's it's paying attention. Because, like, not everyone who's paying attention to you is going to let you know right. that
1: they're they're paying attention to you. So Yeah, and I don't know where that stems. Maybe they don't feel like I'll take the time or people, like, have the time or I don't know. I think it comes from... Um, I know on my end, my hesitation
0: sometimes is like, oh, well, that person doesn't want to hear from me. Or they're too big for me or whatever. And so they don't really care. And so I think sometimes there may Hmm. be some of that. yeah, Um, Because I think that's, that's a hesitation I might have. It's like someone that's a bigger influencer than me going... I'm actually having that struggle right now. I want to reach out to an author that really inspired me. And I'm like, oh, that person doesn't
1: want to hear from me, right? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like social media has really kind of made people more accessible. Yeah. So if they're on the platform, they want to be vocal and they want to interact. So what I, to- I think about. I totally agree because I feel that way
0: as yeah. someone who's interacting with people on the internet. I want to hear what your opinions are. I'm trying to ask what people's opinions are. Um And I don't specifically consider myself an influencer, but I know that there is some of that built into my business model. But yeah, like... I have a hard time as being the person that (laughs) reaches out and goes, hey, I really enjoyed that thing that you were doing because you're doing it. Yeah. And I know that when someone does it to me, it's awesome. And I'm sure when people do it with you, it's awesome to see. Yeah, maybe doing more screenshots of those (laughs) DMs and
1: saying how excited you are about them. Oh, we just came up with another
0: strategy. Yeah, take the screenshots and going, hey, this is awesome when I get this, and then you'll get more of it.
1: (laughs) I love getting DMs from you guys. Yeah, so I don't know. I just feel like if... Yeah, that's how I think about it, and Mm -hmm. I don't... I haven't really had that experience where I feel weird about reaching out to someone because mm-hmm. it's like if they want to answer me they can. If they don't, yeah. okay, whatever. You're like a social media like you're all over the place. <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah. I've been doing social media like since mm-hmm. it happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And um that's kind of how like we reached out to Brittany Hennessy. It mm-hmm. was I, I was following her for a couple of months. I actually found out about her because she was quoted in an article about mm-hmm. how to value an influencer's work. Mm-hmm. Um so I just emailed her and I'm like, hey notice that you charge this much to come to speak at an event Mm -hmm. would love to have you come down to orlando and it was just really awesome how it all happened so i'm involved in the friends of the orange county library board and Mm -hmm. that's something i do on a volunteer basis Um, but we basically raise money for programs that aren't in the library's budget so something like the library after hours event that Mm -hmm. we did with Brittany. Mm -hmm. so it was just like i had been on a board for a year and i'm like hey we could probably do something like this but It was just a matter of me taking the leap and asking, like yeah. pitching. And mm-hmm. it was like just. Oh, pitching that's it.
0: where you had the problem asking, not reaching out to the influencers. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: But like, I guess the more you do it, the more experience you get. And oh, I'm, yeah. And you have to think about what's the worst that could happen. They could just say, no, this is terrible. Yeah. I've taken a response of like, if I'm not going to ask, then that already
0: automatically assumes I'm failing. And I already assume I'm going to fail. So what's going to hurt for me to ask and fail
1: anyway? Yeah, yeah. It I've helps always... reframe it slightly to get the ask out. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's that. <laughs> saying that if you don't ask the answer is always no uh-huh, so. yeah.
0: <laughs> you got to drill it into your head when you're like mind is like really playing tricks with you
1: yeah it's something <laughs> as a woman too that you mm-hmm. have to learn how to do like the whole like having a seat at the table thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just really knowing your worth and knowing that you deserve that position yeah
0: and and i think too like i feel uh like it, be a woman and just in general I feel like I walk around all the time going why don't other people see this thing or why you know why isn't this thing happening or that thing happening or we should do this and it's like oh I guess I have to, like, be the one that brings it up or asks or whatever. (laughs) Exactly. A
1: lot of it is about representation. Mm -hmm. So I worked at Orange County Government Mm -hmm. for two years, Mm -hmm. and I've lived in this area for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. I never learned as much about local government as I did during those two years. Mm -hmm. And it really is, like, if you're mad about the way that certain things are happening in your community, are you at the biweekly Board of County Commissioners meeting? Mm -hmm. Commenting, yeah, you have to represent in order to change things yeah. and make things represent you. Mm-hmm. So, like conferences, a lot of people say that a lot of conferences are whitewashed, but mm-hmm. it's like, are you standing up and putting in a speaker application? Yeah, because if you're not, I mean, it's yeah. just going to continue.
0: Well, yeah, and then they don't; they're not reaching out and saying that people aren't interested, and it's a self-fulfilling. Exactly. prophecy in a certain extent right? right yeah so yeah you so let's go move on to that with the community building right like you've worked for the city government which means that you've been really involved in the Orlando community and learned a lot about that so um what how important has like community building been for you
1: um here in Orlando for your business for it's been very important. Uh-huh. So um, the job that I had at the county was like younger Whitney's dream job. Mm-hmm. So social media management uh, for the place that raised me. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a fan of giving back and mm-hmm. just that fulfillment day. Exactly. That's how I feel too. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So again, it's like I said, if I don't do it, who's gonna do it? But mm-hmm. it those connections that I've built over the many years and even like people I've I knew from school. Um, Really, I engage with people every day. It's a small world Mm -hmm. and a long life. Yeah. So uh, after I left the county, I was doing public relations and influencer marketing. And I was also doing the blogging the whole time on the side. So Mm -hmm. just meeting a lot of people, networking a lot. Mm -hmm. And then just whenever you have an opportunity to hire somebody Mm -hmm. or to partner with somebody, you know all these people. Mm -hmm. So it's like you really have to nurture your community if you want to harvest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, that people that come in and like I'm gonna have a business and like why is it not working and it's like it takes a long time to establish yourself with credibility in an area and so you it, like even if you have the skill set you can't just come in and think that you're gonna have the credibility within the community that you're right. in because you have to listen to them make connections give to them a little bit first exactly. and like build build up over time so when You become the go-to person when they go, I need someone that does this, and they go oh, I know Whitney knows a lot of people Like she's a connector, she could do this or she puts on events in this way and she could do these things. And that's how you build the credibility
1: over time is you keep showing up when other people stop. Yeah, and then you help, like (laughs) you said, without asking Mm because you genuinely care about people and you want them to succeed and grow because they're part of your community. Exactly. Um, But yeah, that was very important to me when I was deciding to go off on my own. Mm -hmm. I recently started freelancing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I heard on a podcast. I don't even remember which one it was because I listened to so many. (laughs) I know. Um, I I know how that is. (laughs) Yeah. So what they said was— Listen to
0: Orlando Lady Boss. Tell all of your friends. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Don't forget this one. (laughs) Uh, So you were saying you were listening to a podcast. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was listening
1: to a podcast, and what they said was when considering or just being anxious about going out on your own, think about the 10 most influential people in your Mm network— And if you went out on your own and needed a work, if you emailed this person, would they be able to connect you to someone who would hire you? Mm. And it's like, duh. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can't connect me, the person they connect me to can probably connect me. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that kind of pushed me over the ledge. Mm-hmm. And I've been getting a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. reactively. Like, I'm not even proactively pitching yet, so that's mm-hmm. super encouraging.
0: Well, that's good. And I think that that shows the power of the network that you build over time. Yeah.
1: And I think that, and I, like, when I
0: started I knew that I had kind of not been super involved in um, specifically the Orlando community I've been involved in the blogging community but because of time restrictions, right? Like, we all have time restrictions. I lived in Kissimmee, and it was, like, painful to, like, always go out into in-person events and things like that. Um, The amount of, like, community building I could do was limited. And so I knew as soon as we got into Orlando, I needed to get out into the community more and get to know people more because I needed to build a network of people that were interested in the thing I was doing because I didn't have that network established, but you are sitting here going, I've established this network over time. Now I'm just trying to go, okay, how do I, like, ask back from it now? Exactly. Yeah, which is awesome. Like, that's exactly – and that's the advice I tell um, my – like, I feel like I get I, I get a lot of people that come that have really great networks. Like, if you have spent a lot of time building community and you're like – I don't know how to leverage it. It's because you've literally not asked anyone yeah. in, your, in your network. And so I love the, who are the 10 most influential people right. in your network?
1: And yeah. then ask them for something. And then a lot of social media is, like, encouraging um, you polling your audiences mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, you can poll on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can ask um, you can ask for advice. So yeah. a lot of that kind of helps you assess, like, where you are on your different networks, whether mm-hmm. that's Facebook, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Twitter, or whatever. Yeah, um, so that's really neat. But so uh, the, it's asking questions. Exactly. asking people for stuff. That's right. like... <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, in terms of building your network, though, that's something that you really need to initiate mm-hmm. the majority of the time. So it's like you're not going to be sitting around and someone's not going to automatically take interest in you. Yeah. That's something that you need to be proactive mm-hmm. about. It's
0: being accountable. If you are on a board somewhere, you're in an organization, you're showing up on a regular basis, it builds a certain credibility that they know that you show up, not gonna, they're not going to hire you and you're going to run away. That They're going to see you out in an event somewhere or do something again. So uh, when you think about how other people are thinking and viewing you, you have to think about those things, too, because you're building credibility about how your behavior is out in the world as you're building the community of people that you're wanting to eventually work. And not, not even work, but the community that you want to live with, because, like, this is where you're building... Your life right now, yeah. yeah. Like you've been here for you grew up here. Yeah. So this is where you Since are. Ninety six. Ninety six. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Like to, I love the advice about reaching out to the 10 most influential people because I think people um, are afraid to ask within their network of people, and if you are afraid, you have to sit down and go like, Have I really been nurturing that network? Mm-hmm. And is it just me being afraid because I'm afraid to ask? Yeah. Because like, if you haven't been nurturing the network, which I'm going to guess if you're a woman listening to the show, that's not true. <laughs> right. Very true. Because we're, we're very much community builders. I think women naturally do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you probably already have, like, your own network out there that's... Of people or community of people, I hate using networking because it sounds businessy. Yeah, you know, like it's been tainted. For it's sure. been tainted, <laughs> right? Like, if you have a bunch of your friends going, "Oh my God, you're amazing at this! Why aren't you doing something like this?" and you're slowly trying to figure out ways how to do it you should be listening to all of those forces going towards you because those are also the people that are going to be your customers. Right. You know? Yeah,
1: and you get those affirmations from the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just encouraging you that you're going in the right direction. What are some other cool things that you've done because of your
0: community building through either in-person connections or on social media? Because you're awesome at community building on social media. Oh, my gosh. So
1: my (laughs) biggest, I guess, success on social media or, like, bragging rights Mm -hmm. I won a trip to Germany. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, so this was in 2015. And this is how long I've known you. Yes. I met you right around the time of this trip. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what we did was post our favorite photo, and it was a contest, like a popularity contest. People had to vote for you one time per day per platform. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the two winners. So mm-hmm. it was like, if that doesn't say that I have community, like, yeah. that was, I still can't believe that to this <laughs> day. Because there were, like, hundreds of people who entered. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, like, in awe of <laughs> all these people who just came out of the woodworks to support me. Mm-hmm. People I hadn't talked to in years were mm-hmm. just, like, excited and really encouraging. So that's something else that's, like, really encouraging to me on the daily.
0: Yeah, I think that, like, it, it, things like that, right, on social media and, like, when you're trying to build influence in places... Is you don't know who might be listening to you, and a simple thing of like vote for me in this thing is not that much to ask of them. Yeah, and that they'll was do so it annoying me. too.
1: Every I do single remember day, you were
0: doing a lot. Yes, of <laughs> <Dana>. <laughs> but that's what you got to do. Sometimes you want win something. Hey, it works. <laughs> hey, you're still here. How many how many people blocked you? They weren't for you anyway, right? Exactly, <laughs> didn't want you.
1: But yeah, I mean, through my career through social media, I used to work uh, on the. Disney Parks blog and the mm-hmm. PlayStation blog. So there were some cool opportunities associated with that. Um, I got to go to Disneyland in California mm-hmm. and work one of their 24-hour events. So uh-huh. that was really neat. Had never been to Disneyland before. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I've, I've gotten a ton of opportunities, and I'm sure people listening have too. Mm-hmm. So how do you connect that in-person community building with like the
0: social media and the blogging side of it? How do you find that balance for you where you feel like you're putting enough effort into both sides? I feel like this is something I struggle with personally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's hard because social media is really like a highlight reel. So, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it makes you feel like you know somebody and you Mm -hmm. know everything that's going on with their life. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing a lot of self-development work Mm -hmm. and just learning how to be a good friend. So I just feel like a lot of that is lost in social media. Mm -hmm. If I don't see you in person, I can't be like, oh, you look great. Or "Yeah, how are you doing? Um, How is life? What's new? It's Mm -hmm. really... Really not the same when you're online. So I know it's just hard to get together, but just really prioritizing that like you would anything else. Mm-hmm. Like reaching out, putting it on your calendar, having lunch with people every once in a while. Yeah,
0: I think that sometimes it's like, hey, maybe instead of knowing you're gonna go zonk out on social media for a couple hours one night, yeah making a phone call with a friend or something like that. I kind of agree because I feel like I've tried to shift my focus into building the more, the the closer connections Mm -hmm. and developing those and even on multiple levels, right? Because you can't be close to everyone. Right. (laughs) But like the in-person more Like, we connect, you and I have a conversation that's so much different than us talking on social media, and that's more of a supplement. And so instead of me spending all my time making sure I'm commenting on all of my friend's stuff, I might see it, and then I can bring up that stuff in person. And I know people bring that stuff up with me in person, too, so that I know, okay, this is maybe what they're paying attention to, but I don't necessarily have to be, like, interacting in the comments yeah obsessively with them but if i'm like want to drop in and go hey it's all this stuff that was going on with you um
1: tell me through your social media (laughs) tell me
0: more about what's going on so i i hear about what's been going on in your life or whatever yeah taking the highlight reels and going i am paying attention even if i'm not commenting on social
1: media right and even if like you see someone in person like mm -hmm. once or twice a year mm -hmm. it's Oh, a huge difference if mm-hmm. you don't see you only see them online. Yeah. There's just a certain level of trust that you establish in in-person conversation. It
0: totally is. And even if, um, I think even taking those conversations, if you're talking to people that are further away um, into... The the DMs and the Skype calls and things like that, right? Like, actually developing a more in-depth understanding of who the person is to a certain extent, right? Yeah, like, just, like, a one phone call a year with someone might mean the difference of business or some opportunity two years from now because someone understands you on a
1: more Yeah, business level. and life, really, yeah. because mm-hmm. something I've learned recently yeah Oh, yeah, business
0: and life, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah something yeah. I learned recently is you don't really know much about a person if you don't know what their problems are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just thinking about, like, your circle, maybe your five closest friends, mm-hmm. like, are you being a good friend because you're talking to this person every day or do you truly like deeply know them and mm-hmm. know how like who they are as an entire person mm-hmm. yeah
0: no that's
1: totally you you hit something yeah
0: <laughs> you hit something <laughs> i'm like we can't talk about that uh, <laughs> no i totally agree with you like uh, completely like are you is it just you you were just interested in a, a version of the person that they're kind of just putting out there for
1: everyone to see or yeah never, like, or maybe in, you have a box that you want uh, them to fit, fit into. into or yeah. something yeah it's really hard though to be that person and just embrace everyone mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. their entirety and support them yeah well and and what does that mean to multiple
0: people which is another exactly. like right. another whole question right like just accepting them but also the level of involvement you are in different people because yeah, everyone's time is limited. There's only so much effort that you can put towards different people, but that personal touch and where you can make those personal touches make a huge difference as you're, yeah. Building your community of people, whether again, like you said, like you said, personal business, anything, right? Any type of opportunity that might come your way for anything is, um, it's based on like who you're just meeting and being out with. Um,
1: and who you can serve and, and who you can
0: help. Yeah. Um, I was, um, a lot of my opportunities have come out of nowhere from people that I'm not, you know, directly, like, trying to pitch sales stuff to, yeah. right? Like, I think that that's the, that's the ideal, right? Like, we don't want to actually pitch anybody, but how do you get money and opportunities coming your way? And I went on a camping trip with some friends who um, a friend of a friend showed up that I had met at a party a year before we live in different cities i don't know him very well <laughs> at the time but we followed each other on facebook after that one meeting he came in and he's like i want to buy a commission from you what yeah that's how i sold that commission and i was like all right when can we talk and then like it turned into um i would say not only just like this business opportunity but a uh, uh An opportunity to build a friendship too through the process. Yeah. So, so was
1: he like a lurker? Yeah, he was a total lurker. I didn't know that he was
0: like interested in my stuff.
1: Yeah, so that's something that should encourage people who like feel nervous about putting something into the void or why should I keep posting on Instagram if I only get one comment? You know, people are watching. People are watching
0: and you don't know. And like, maybe he would have never reached out to me through social media, but because he saw me in person and we connected through. Like, I did not show up being, like, I'm going to pitch a bunch of people. I'm going on a camping trip for the weekend. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. my service. I got my business cards. Yeah. yeah, I got my business cards. Let's go. <laughs> expert camper. Not expert camper. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But so, like, you don't know where those things are going to come from. But if you're not, like, showing up, I think, being yourself, letting people know what's going on in your life in some way, and being a person, and, like, treating other people like people. Yeah. So the last question I want to ask you today, Whitney, is what is a piece of advice that stuck with you over the years?
1: Okay, I'm going to go biblical on you. Oh my goodness, okay. (laughs) I went to Bible college, guys. So it's a verse in Matthew 6. Um, and basically what it says is, um, which of you, by being anxious, will add an hour to your life? So that's something that's been huge to me. Like, literally, it's my lock screen. That's why I just looked oh my at my gosh. phone. So it's like you can worry all day. And you. It, I mean, it's a great... Um, verse to read, but basically mm-hmm. it talks about like how the birds fly in the air and don't have a home necessarily. They don't have a refrigerator, mm-hmm. and they still live and fly and get to do fun stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. So I don't know. It's just it's just kind of like a reality check for me. So uh-huh. it's just anxiety uh-huh. is. You know, I, maddening. I so. really
0: love that and I totally agree with that. I, I think about that too is like how much, I, I think about it with like managing relationships but I guess like that's a really great way to think about too like yourself is like how much energy are you putting out on like all of this worrying and yeah. like that's really getting too. you nowhere, right? right? It's not getting you towards your goals. It's just stopping you. Exactly. And that's so
1: frustrating. It's like paralysis sometimes, too. Oh, it is. Like, even making a decision. Like, oh, my gosh, what if this?
0: What if that? Last week, I was, like, so indecision paralysis, I could not even figure out what to eat. Like, I couldn't feed myself. I yeah. was like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so hard. Weird. It is. It's hard. But I love that advice. I love the bird reference, too, because... I'm reading this book called um, How to Do Nothing, and it's about resisting the uh, attention economy. So it's actually kind of like very philosophical and talks about um, lots of, it's an anti-capitalistic book more so than uh-huh. anything else. Um, don't let the title fool you. <laughs> um, and so anyways, when she talks about birds, it's like she's really she's a bird watcher, really into birds, uh-huh. and she kind of mentions the same thing about she sits in this ro- rose garden and sees these birds, and she wonders, um, you know, what the birds think about the rose garden. And she's going, but to a bird, this isn't a rose garden. This is just earth. There's yep. no boundaries that the bird is like, and and then she went a step further and goes and the bird doesn't know what I do for a living and what I'm anxious about. It just sees me as an animal and it you know mm-hmm. and in I it's just an animal existing in the world. Just like it's an animal existing in the world and then it goes on about its day and it doesn't think about the bills I have to pay or That's the things. So interesting, yeah. yeah. It doesn't think about
1: the state line yeah. or the the border or my status
0: symbol as like this person in the world or And like, how what, you look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, we're just animals walking around. Yeah,
1: that kind of reminds me of um, when I first started traveling a lot to uh-huh. uh, other countries. My mom was like, be careful. And everybody would just be like, be careful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, you know, I was made for this rock, so I'll figure it mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We're all
0: people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll learn how to relate with other people. Right. I love that. That's, that's. I love the bird analogy because I've been telling this little bird story to people for like two weeks. <laughs> I that I talk to so I like that, like, you're on the same wavelength, because it's kind of the same thing, like, getting back to the idea about, like, where are we? Like, mm-hmm. we're just on Earth. We're all just here trying to, like, exist be and our be selves. our best selves. And how do we eliminate the things that hold us back from doing that? Which right. is anxiety for one, for, for some people. So... Uh, Well, Whitney, where can we find
1: you on the internet? You can find me at citywit.com. And I'm citywit on Facebook and Twitter and Mm -hmm. on Instagram on city.wit yeah, and you'll find lots of interesting uh, tell them again about some of the stuff that you're writing about on the blog so they know what they're Yeah, so one of my favorite recent posts was about how to get out of a funk so Mm. just different ways you can kind of manage that stress and just be ready to receive and do your best work and be your best self Oh my gosh, I want to go read that now (laughs) That's a good one, yes, and then I'm also doing some traveling and I've been recapping like Mm -hmm. I recently did a road trip with my new puppy, so Mm -hmm. that was a trip we to Georgia, Um, but yeah, you'll find all sorts of posts on there, like how to find cheap flights on Google Flights, Mm -hmm. how to travel with only a backpack, how to take care of your curly hair. Yes.
0: (laughs) If you need a a curly hair Orlando blogger, follow Whitney. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Awesome. So, well, thank you very much for being on the show today, Whitney. Thanks for having me. That was a blast. Yes, and we will chat with everyone else later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit my blog orlandoladyboss.com for all the show notes from this episode and past episodes. There you can sign up for my monthly email list where I share with you updates on news about women empowerment, networking in Orlando, content writing and marketing tips and how to share your story with the world. Plus, when you sign up for the newsletter, you get my free download Boss Up Your Bio. A worksheet that helps you write the perfect about page that makes you shine and speaks to your ideal client. You can also find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Orlando Lady Boss, and you can search for me on Facebook as Orlando Lady Boss also. If you're a woman in Orlando doing something amazing. Please be sure to tag it with hashtag OrlandoLadyBoss so I can see all the cool stuff you're doing out in the community. Finally, if you got this far and you like what you heard, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. It really helps this podcast get discovered by other people. Also, make sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That way, a new episode will be automatically downloaded each Friday for you to enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time, stay strong and go out and make an impact.